0: They're a little
1: bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Well, g'day everybody. Welcome to the Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. My name is Tom Putt and I am joined by my ever popular co-host, Matt Crummins. How are you? I'm just so good
0: today. <laughs> so good. So good today. Swell.
1: I'm yeah. swell. Well, that's good to hear. We're, uh, we thought we were towards the end of the... Uh- COVID lockdown, but in fact we've just been put back right back in our box, and we're only
0: halfway through. So just got to nothing like it. being able to see the finish line and then being told to go back to the
1: start line and start all over again.
0: I feel of those. You know? This reminds me of personal training. You know when they're just like, "Come on, just one more, just one more," and then you're just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, just one more," and you put yeah, yeah. everything, everything into that yeah. last push up, thinking you're about to go home and have a beer. And of course, then they're like, "Okay, now we're going to do squats," and you're like. Oh, fuck, <out.">
1: I know oh god I did boot camp once my hairdresser convinced me to get into boot camp oh my god I mean I'm not an early riser anyway but that was just hell I think we were down at St Kilda Foreshore by 6am every morning
0: oh fun uh,
1: like four to six weeks or something like that and he had more weight to lose than I did which is you know not a bad thing good on him they're meant to be
0: the motivator though more motivation that's the thing oh god
1: and I was and I wasn't motivated. A, it was yeah. too early. B the boot camp sucked like it was too hard work for me. I'm are you, you talking about lockdown or boot camp? I I'm
0: <laughs> too both. Both. They're all too hard.
1: Oh dear. What can you do? Well I'm what kind of em- I'm
0: embracing it to be honest. Um
1: Good. What yeah. are you doing to embrace it? Help the listeners. Help all of our eager listeners out there who listen intently every week for all of our amazing life and photography tips. What can you what can you pass on to them for them to get through this COVID lockdown?
0: Okay. So this is the only time in your life where it is socially acceptable to day drink like seven days a week. And <laughs> oh, no, the no, moment no. they the moment they unlock they unlock us and they're like, okay, adults, you've got to be adults again. I've got to go and tidy up my act. And I don't really want to do that. I've actually quite enjoying you know, waking up in the morning, having a coffee, you know, I'm working still, but like I'm at home working, you know, you can act sober to a webcam. That's simple, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. That's your key to getting through the day. What time are you cracking the, uh, the first brewski, mate.
0: Oh, well, it depends. I used to have a bath about two o'clock. So. <laughs> it's always got to involve a bath, doesn't it? Yeah. I actually oh, got dear, out of the gonna... bath to have this podcast, so I'm still nice. Oh, you know well, that toasty warm that's... feeling when you're still radiating heat afterwards? Wow.
1: Right? So you're just dressed in your Hugh Hefner bathrobe there. Oh, I wish. With your fluffy slippers on and your cigar hanging out of your mouth. Mate, And it's, you are... It's 20... We're just privileged that you're chatting with us today.
0: It's 24 degrees outside. Who needs a bathrobe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, There you go ladies, there's a visual that you probably didn't need No, not, Matt's not sitting in front of his there. computer <laughs> Matt is sitting in front of his computer with a beer in hand A cigar hanging out of his mouth and nothing on So um, for those who live near Matt uh, Just pop on around and uh, see if you can spy him through the, uh, the study window
0: Well this kind of brings us into today's topic doesn't it Because I think we've just unleashed a whole bunch of Matt's bad habits um, Yes and
1: we're going to go into a few more Yeah Well, let's do it because today's topic is all about the bad photography habits that you have. Do we have like a
0: brought to you by? Brought to you by by Dan Murphy's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was suggested
1: by on the Facebook group, though, wasn't it, or something like that? do you buy your local BNS <laughs> BWS uh, shopping,
0: yeah, yeah, bottle shop?
1: Um, this was suggested by um, Ainsley on our Facebook group, so thank you very much, Ainsley, for your brilliant suggestion. And if you haven't visited the uh, very active <laughs> sarcasm insert here, Facebook. Group of ours. Um, just search for Matt and Tom's excellent podcast, and you'll find it there on Facebook. And uh, and yeah, let us know what else you'd like us to ramble on about each week, because um, we, God damn hell, don't know what we're going to be doing. So um, it's great to have your input. So uh, today we're going to talk about our photography bad habits and uh, and and try and um, either break them, enhance them. Or turn them into a positive. Yeah, or show so, you all our
0: bad habits and make you feel better about how, how yours are actually not that about bad. About your bad habits because yeah, exactly.
1: everybody's got bad habits and we all know that we shouldn't have them. But we're human beings, aren't we all? And, uh, and you know, sometimes you've got to take the, the bad with the good and the good with the bad. So do you want to lead us off, Matt? Because I, I, just in the, in the what do you call it, the pre-podcast uh, meeting, you you had a, a plethora of bad habits that you wanted to share with the audience
0: i actually got the logies music like you know <laughs> urging me off stage it was just going on and on and on in that speech wasn't it
1: really really no it was good it was good and and i cut you short because i said hold on matt we need to keep this good content for the podcast so we press the record button and off we went and true now cut, we find ourselves
0: here cut off for a good reason i guess yeah. <laughs> unlike that other day at the bar. Um. Anyway, this so I have a very, very, very bad habit to confess and I think that this is something God. that absolutely everyone on the planet is guilty of. Um, I don't think I know... Oh, a don't take everybody
1: else bad. with your brush. I'm just saying. Jesus, I, that's rude.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I just don't think... <laughs> that, you know, people just don't realise they've got a habit sometimes and I'm going to call it out and I'm probably going to ruin your day. So um, the bad habit that I have for you is taking... Um, or being so fussy about your subject matter, because it's something that might be relatively normal to you. So I'm going to give you an example here. Um, and this is probably a really basic example. So I do a lot of underwater photography, or when you're allowed to go underwater and so and if, we're not talking about in your bathroom either, no definitely not no okay good, that, good i good. appreciate those pictures um not, <laughs> but nobody else does it's quite the opposite situation that's got more cock pics on his phone oh, than God. anybody else i love how you just you just <laughs> i just had to go
1: there didn't i cross did, that line you, did, you, did, you, did. you were inferior and i just
0: had to mm, verbalize it you really did mm. well you didn't actually but you did um <laughs> so uh i'll give you an example right so You know, let's say we go diving. Like last year I was in the Solomon Islands um, in, I don't know, November or something like that and uh, photographing there and there's like all these old plane wrecks from the war and, you know, some pretty beautiful reef and things like that. But um, there was a lot of clownfish on a particular reef. Now, clownfish are like the little nemos, yeah?
1: Yes, nemos, love them. They're so mm
0: -hmm. charismatic. So you're getting so excited about it, whereas I was kind of like, there's just so many clownfish. Come on. And so I've got oh, these yeah, yeah. one of those, you yeah. know, and I'm like, you see them all the time or like, you know, there's just this subject matter where I go, just because it's sort of in the realm of normal for me, doesn't mean that it's at all remotely normal for most people. And I think that it's really easy to forget that um, even in Australia, like I love my wildlife photography, but sometimes in Australia, I get a bit kind of, Ugh, we just don't have that great a wildlife. Whereas you go, oh, and go come on. no, 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 hold no, on. I've got another me koala photo. Well, I mean, really, yeah.
1: come on, Leo, they're a dime a dozen. I have them on, in my backyard. We've got them as pets. They roam around the house.
0: Basically, and like you think about like a kangaroo as an example, right? And I know this because I've got um, wow. a Dutch sister in law. And I see a kangaroo when we go like camping and I take a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. It's a kangaroo photo. But like no one in Australia really cares about a kangaroo photo. You go and show it to someone in Holland, and my God, they bounce higher than a kangaroo. And it's, it's, it's so easy as a, a bad habit is to forget that what might be normal to you is, is actually an epic adventure or something super foreign to other people. And I think the same goes like when we go, oh my God, let's go to, oh, I'd love to go to the Maldives and like the beautiful tropical water. But you live in the Maldives, that tropical water is there every day and it's no longer warm water. That is just water, you know? It's <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> and if it drops below 25 degrees, it's, you know, it's tepid oh, it's and it's wet, cold. Wet, wet and we really don't go
1: in. We don't go in. Exactly. We just, you know, six months of the year, we can't go in. It's too cold. It. So normal
0: So normal is all relative to your life. You mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, this is something times why you need to be a tourist in your own town and mm-hmm. i'm sure people have heard that saying before but you know we all think that we need to fly uh, across the world to to vast exotic places in order to capture the next best photograph when in fact uh, sometimes it can be right on our doorstep can't it
0: yeah i'm just thinking like you know who needs to go to iceland to see the aurora <laughs> when you could just get some cellophane from the local news agency and a, and a cheap flashlight um lie in your bedroom and just sort of scrunch it up in front of the flashlight and project on the roof you know
1: i love your thinking and matt i was always a big fan and mum mum really didn't allow me to buy too many of these so it was always a wish you know those
0: fantastic glow-in-the-dark stars that you could buy from the newsagents oh yeah and you you can paste them onto your ceiling you know you can get whole galaxies now like they actually have like glow-in-the-dark color galaxies it's epic That
1: is amazing. And
0: you're going to love this. So we just bought a new caravan. It's sort of arriving hopefully whenever they can start building Fuck. it again. But we are <laughs> um, so I've been six re- months later. I know, right? You, yes. Don't worry about. I actually be like, will be a grey nomad don't, by the time I get it. So don't,
1: yeah, don't bother delivering it. We're over that purchase. <laughs> exactly. Just to refund our money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I've been researching glow in the dark galaxy stickers to put on the roof of the caravan, so that at night when you're camping, you can sort of see through the roof, which I think is kind of cool. That will be fantastic. Yeah, your daughter will love that. Oh. Stuff what she thinks. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking
1: of which, how are the family? Let's do that little check-in first. Oh, how yeah. old's your Isla now?
0: Uh, ooh, six, 50, just over three months-ish. Three months, and are you getting some sleep? Uh, we actually get great sleep. She sleeps for like 10 hours a night. Oh, it's amazing. Stop it. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're so lucky. You, and I know that what's I'm lucky,
1: your, though. It's your drug of choice to have her sleep 10 hours a night. Uh,
0: it just it varies. But her or for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's up all night, but I'm sleeping like a <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs>
1: did. Have I told you that story before? I probably have, and I apologize for the listeners who have heard this once before. But um, back in 2003, when Ella was born, of course, our first kid, um, I went into the hospital every day, of course. Beck, my, my uh, partner at the time there, um, she had a caesarean, so she was in hospital for a week recovering from that operation. And at one stage there, day two or day three, I'm exhausted on the couch. I've done nothing, but I'm exhausted. I'm having a bit of a daytime, you know, nana nap And the next thing you know, I'm woken by the sound of this baby screaming. And I wake up in this day state thinking, what the hell of what the hell is that noise? And why are they waking me up when I'm trying to have a sleep? And then I came to and realized that I'm in a hospital. And then I realized that that baby screaming was, in fact, my own daughter.
0: Wow! So I should probably
1: get up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have another good story to tell about that. I'm I'm still to this day a very light sleeper, but conveniently, probably just more due to exhaustion than anything else, because I was a stay at home dad pretty much the first 18 months of Ella's life. Is that just another way to say unemployed? Well I, <laughs> just like, yeah, I was just You're a harsh I man. Just, I, I was three months I was three, Ella was three months old and I got made redundant from my corporate job, which was a blessing in disguise, of course. But when you're three months, mm. you know, newly new father that's the worst thing in the world that can happen to you. And uh yeah, so I chose to be a stay at home dad for the first 12 months at least that she was around because uh I wasn't doing much else. And um one particular night, she had been troublesome, and at about five in the morning, Rebecca comes to bed, and I wake, and Ella's crying, and I said to Beck, "And this sounds really chauvinistic because I, I promise you, I wasn't always like this. I was, I was quite the opposite." I said, oh, "Aren't you going to get up?" And she just she just oh. turns to me and says, "I've been up for the past three hours." All right, I guess that's my turn then.
0: And also working (laughs) to support your lazy ass, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, don't worry about that. You bit. do something, you son of a. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, no, we'll, I'm very lucky. I made up for it, I hope. Yeah, but, well, yes, I'm. I'm very lucky.
1: Is Isla and... going to be a redhead just like uh, my heartthrob
0: Isla Fisher because she's hot as? Oh, I'm desperately hoping not. Now that you've said that, I <laughs> know, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to have... Yeah, that sounded weird, but you know, like... especially because when she's yeah. 18, you'll be what, like, like 97 oh, you know, or something? You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 a dirty old man <laughs> if I'm not already.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, Oh well, let's move right along mm. from that. Okay. So,
0: so bad habit number one is um, don't discount, or maybe it's the fix for habit number one, is don't discount where you are or what you're seeing. It is special to someone. If you if you see it all the time, just because you see it all the time doesn't mean that other people do.
1: Yeah, right, okay, that's mm. it. And, and And it doesn't mean you should or shouldn't take a photo, does it? I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to photograph everything, do we? We can still appreciate it but not necessarily photograph it or why don't challenge yourself to take a different photograph of it rather than saying I've seen that a million times already and I've photographed it a million times. Why not say what is the one way that I haven't shot this yet that would be interesting?
0: And I feel like that's a really good advice coming from you. Um, I I know that you you implement that with your selfie um, techniques um, all the time. Often,
1: often, you know, up, down, round the back, everything else. Yep.
0: Yeah. You, You could make a 3D model. Um, you know, you just load all your photo, your selfies into a piece of software. We could um, yeah, put you in the next Batman movie.
1: Um, Please, that'd be great. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, so, that, no, so okay, that's my worst one, and I think everyone's guilty of it. But I will definitely say that you know I am very guilty of that one. Yeah. Right. So what do you and got? I think? Well, well,
1: just just before we leave that one, I I, I can relate to that because um, there are times where we haven't run particular workshops to more the more popular places. And it's the Wanaka tree, for example, oh, always that's keeps a beautiful coming. Beautiful tree. Off. It is a beautiful tree, and it's very picturesque. But I don't know that I want the shot that everyone else has got. You know, it just—I don't know. There's something about it that rubs rubs me up the wrong way. But um, we we used to run regular workshops down to Cradle Mountain in Tasmania. In fact, one of the first places that we ran workshops, and uh, and we probably ran about twelve workshops in a row there you know, over the course of 10 years maybe. And it got to the point where I said to myself, I don't need to go to Cradle Mountain again. Now, having said that, we actually have one booked in for later this year because I'm really excited to go back. But I didn't think it was fair at the time to be taking people on a workshop when I couldn't get enthusiastic about the place because, Mm. you know, I think as I've said before on this podcast, some of the best workshops that I've run are places that I haven't been to before now i'll hear people just gasping and going how can you run a workshop to a place and be a leader and guiding people to a country or a place that you've never been to before that's because we do extensive amounts of research before we go but also too we hire local guides at those places in order to be able to uh get the have them get us to the right places at the right time and share their vast knowledge and experience of the local area so Um, you know, some of the best workshops like Lake Baikal in Russia that we first went to last year, uh, Bhutan that we've run two workshops to amazing, you know, like my excitement levels are through the roof and I'm like babbling on like a madman and, and instructing people this, that, and the other. And, uh, and you know, I, I hope they get a lot from that and a a lot of positivity and passion and excitement for where we're at rubs off on them as well.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. And I, <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, I, okay. I just woke up Where a do lot. we go with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, when
1: in the hell is Tom going to
0: shut up? <laughs> no, the um, I agree with that. I think it's um, sometimes being there for the first time gets you really excited. I think with fresh eyes as well, you tend to explore more. Like the first time you see it, you tend to find more to it than what you do on subsequent visits. But you know, I mean, I I, I I'm going to be the say something that's probably a bit of controversial but i'd say that the, the <sighs> peninsula in a way is that to me oh yeah yeah no no aye, don't get me wrong on. don't get me wrong love the peninsula I very you pretty place i've got lots of places i haven't been to on the peninsula trust me but i'm just saying that if you are someone who lives down there and you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time photographing it you would probably feel like some, you know you get a bit of groundhog day like i'm going to this yeah. place again when in actual <sighs> fact um yeah you, you can't forget that for someone who's maybe living you know, up on the New South Wales-Victorian border away from the beach, um, mm. you know, one step around a corner to a slightly different bay, in terms of photos, they don't know the context that, oh, this was just you pointing a different direction. Um, you know, you can produce something entirely new and different if you just remember that other people haven't been where you're standing.
1: We've had people that I met a photographer, case in point, photographer down at Dragon's Head here on the Mornington Peninsula. If you don't know Dragon's Head, no, just Google it. I
0: haven't heard of it. What's that?
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that shot before. No. It's a bit like the Wanaka tree of the Mornington Peninsula. <laughs> um, just waiting for somebody to cut it down. Uh, that He had flown down from Sydney for the weekend to specifically photograph Dragon's Head being the right place, the right weather, the right time. And I've got a photographer in Tassie who wants to come up to do my one-day workshop and is specifically wanting to get Dragon's Head as well. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's a good case in point that you talk about. But um, you know, I think we've got to keep reminding ourselves of just the special places that we have in and around us, and uh, and and the fact that we probably haven't discovered a lot of the places as well. Like as you said, the Morning's Peninsula, great spot, um, lots of popular spots to go. But then there's probably equally as many, and um, you know, what do we call them? and the hidden gems let's call them the hidden gems that you know people probably aren't aware of or, or stuff that i probably even ha- haven't even found yet so that's the exciting thing yeah always i hard. i used to have a bad habit i'm sure i've got plenty more but i i was telling you matt that i used to have a bad habit of, of being very lazy about setting up my tripod because i had a tripod that i didn't really like and I, and heavy and couldn't be asked setting it up would prefer just to carry my camera. Shoot with a seventy to two hundred mm lens. Uh, you know, shoot the detail in a landscape. Point it at a really nice, you know, tree. Take a photograph of the trunk. But then, in the end, the the shutter speed was too high, the aperture was too narrow, uh, so I wasn't getting the depth of field that I need. So you'd have this quite nice shot of the tree trunk that's sharp, obviously in the center of the frame. But then, as it curves around to the back, it's totally out of focus and it looks rank, and really deserved to be on and Tripod at f8 rather than f2.8, which I had to be at when I was hand holding. So, uh, I actually was made aware of that bad habit uh, by a few other photographers who caught me out too and said, Why aren't you using a tripod? Oh, I don't like using my tripod, it's painting us to set up. I just then- can see
0: like you down at the beach, sorry, like taking those photos and like you got caught out. Like, I just Picture them like looking at you from behind a bush and then when they see you didn't get the tripod out, they just pounce out and just start screaming at you. <laughs> like, Surprise! <laughs> when
1: somebody points that out to you though, even though this this is the thing, right? It's like, it's like your partner who points out, you know, your faults. You know your faults, <laughs> but you try and bluff yourself out of it and say that it's not really that big of an issue. But then when somebody points it out to you, that's when you know you've you you know you're sprung. Yeah. You've been caught out. So I have... I have you and I both use you know the same brand tripod now and of course you can buy them at mattcrumminsphoto.com.au and tomputt.com and uh and so we do have the world's best tripods now available that you can purchase so that uh, you don't have to be lazy about setting up a tripod because uh, they're not for everybody but if you're a landscape photographer you must have a good tripod that serves the purpose.
0: I was going to say, could. I'm going to throw that, I'm going to put that caveat. If you're a landscape photographer, I completely agree. I will say that you, I, another a bad habit that I see with other people though, is a little bit of a flip side when they're doing other genres of photography. So um, I think in a landscape, there's, to me, there's two benefits. Yes. I I think your depth of field issue is is definitely one that people overlook. Um, I'll also say though, that um, in a, in a landscape, I find tripods particularly useful because if you're hand-holding and you take a shot, then you sort of stand up from that crouched position to check the photo, and then you want to reshoot it. When you go and crouch back down again, your composition is different. Um, right. Just naturally, you can't get the exact same composition because, you know, you're relying on your memory and stuff. So one th- nice thing about having a tripod, I think, is it allows you to move really slowly. Take a shot, and if you're trying to refine your composition, you know, the, the camera is absolutely stationary, and you can make very minor adjustments, whether it's, whereas handheld, I feel as though... Um, you know, because your body's moving and your arms are moving and your camera's moving, your composition, you can't really refine a composition, like really, really, yeah. truly refine yeah. it. But on the other hand, another crappy habit that people have is then going, I bought a tripod. It cost me a lot of money. Now I need to use it for every photo. <laughs> and I see people walking around like the zoo taking animal photos with tripods and I'm like, that's going to slow you down. You're yeah, going to take less pretty, interesting that's... photos. It's really going to destroy your creativity because it's just this cumbersome piece of gear that's totally unnecessary in that situation. Yes, yes. So we'd maybe... often
1: see them. At, we'd often see them at motorsport where you'd oh. have the the <laughs> they'd have the monopod or the tripod, and you're like, uh, the cars are moving very fast. Therefore, you should probably have a shutter speed of about a thousandth of a second. I'm not sure the monopod is going to help with that. Mm. It's it. It's, you don't need to steady your camera anymore because a thousandth of a second is probably going to be steady enough yeah. or a fast enough shutter speed that you're not going to get any camera shake. You could pick them. Yeah. You could always pick the uh, the the amateur photographers at these events and that, that's not. I'm not picking on them. But they'd be the one with the 7200mm lens on the monopod and yet for a 7200 I mean, we just throw that around like it's, you know. Unless you've got really,
0: really small arms and you need like, the extra help. <laughs> But not that, we, we obviously don't <laughs> have that no, issue, do we?
1: No, um, no, no. We've got big arms as well as,
0: you know, yes. Yeah, we'll leave that. Big lenses. Big lenses too. Um, so, so I reckon that you could lump that into a slightly bigger bad habit though. Um, so tripods are one, but I'm going to say a bad habit that a lot of people fall into. I don't think I personally do anymore. I used to. I, I've overcome this habit. Is I'll be the judge of that. Just because you've got gear doesn't mean you need to use it amount of times i see people dressing their cameras up like christmas trees with all sorts of dingly danglies coming off it and like you know sun shades attached to the cold shoe and there's like five different devices to level the tripod um they've got you know light meters attached to the side of it and then a remote trigger with a huge cable twisted around their body and they look all tied up like someone caught in a fishnet and you just think to yourself like all this gadgetry they every piece that you're using is a valid piece of gear and it has an absolutely valid purpose but what you've tried to do is justify your purchase by using it in every situation. And it's just often mm. not necessary. So even things like, um, I'm going to say something really controversial here. If you're doing landscape photography, that's not long exposure, I would argue there's very, very little reason to use a graduated filter. For instance, All right. I don't, think, I think for most people, if you know how to read a histogram, you're much better off achieving that effect. Um, or you know, that graduated. And you are direction. being controversial here yeah, because was, yeah. because I hear what you're saying. If you if you don't clip
1: your highlights, you can draw a grad in afterwards. 100%. But then there's so many people out there that would prefer to use one because as you've illustrated, it's an extra bit of gear that they can fiddle around with. Mm. But I like the idea of using grad filter because then you get to see the finished product in your in the camera as you take the photo. If you
0: have a straight horizon, yes. Agreed, but most of the time, you should have a straight horizon. No, like not at all. Have you not heard of the Dutch tilt? No,
1: (laughs) The, the Dutch tilt in landscape photography hasn't really taken off in my world, but you know, maybe yours, Matt.
0: We'll see who's famous next year um <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile
1: we've got half of the podcast listeners busily uh you know googling dutch tilt what yeah. is that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure you kill it with dutch tilt just and doing, nothing else because
1: you can get some weird search results. You know, don't, don't, maybe more applicable to portrait rather than landscape
0: yeah, no no yeah. But okay so i'm not saying leave it up to you i'm not saying that you have a crooked horizon like um your camera is unstable but i'm saying that let's take i'll give you take cake yeah. well p- people might not they're probably going like matt you're an okay. idiot yeah tom's right and i'm like no, not. <laughs> um no, if you've it's got like right. if you're doing like um a a really dynamic seascape photo where you might go um, onto the beach level and have a pier that's higher than the horizon line and you go and chuck a grad filter in. The grad filter is going to affect the pier halfway down the pylons and the the, the landscape and the sky. And and that's going to look really rubbish. It's the first thing. And don't get me wrong, if if you're a film photographer and I see a historic photo where they've used a grad filter, I'm like, I can see they've used a grad filter. There was no other way to do it. Maybe back then, can't really HDR film, I don't think. Um, can you? I don't know. But anyway. No, um, well, but, unless you digitize it. Well, yeah. probably in the, in, in the darkroom. Well, you know it. what I mean? Like, beyond, But in digital, life. it's like there's often you see this dark haze that goes through half of the, the subject matter that's popping over the horizon. Yes. And it's because it's a grad filter. Whereas if you do it digitally yeah. um, with all the cool tools you get in like Lightroom or Photoshop, whatever software you use, um, there's wicked tools to get around that problem. And you get a much more polished product at the end of it. So as much as it might feel good, it's it's a bit of an instant gratification. I mean, I can imagine the millennials wanting to do that, but oldies like you, Tom, I wouldn't have thought that would uh would have thought you had have yeah the, yeah the, yeah the yeah. Here we, for, <laughs> here we go. This is reminding me of
1: a podcast that I listened to earlier today, which I didn't realize had been released. That was the uh, the Beefop After Party podcast that we recorded several weeks ago.
0: I don't remember, to be honest. In the <laughs> evening, you don't remember that one. I don't remember much. To, what happens after night? They had to
1: edit. Edited half of it out, mm. and uh, and uh, yes, you. Oh, no, I actually put my foot in it. I actually was saying something along the lines of, I think I was talking about my first job in sports photography or something, nineteen ninety eight, and I said that that was before you were even born, which is probably still true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, was, it was close. It was close. <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> a, uh, uh, tell me any more any more bad habits that you have. You're um, talking one about perfectionism, I thought.
0: Well, this is not applicable to me because I'm not a perfectionist. That's maybe the bad habit. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: lucky you though. Lucky you. Uh, I've had to, you know, get all sorts of help, self-help because of that.
0: Um, well, that's that's also a problem, <laughs> I guess. Um, I don't know. I think that, okay, I'll put it in my in context of what I do and then you're probably the exact opposite. Um, I'm probably too quick to get excited about something that really worked out very well. So as an example, if I go on a trip, um, and I we go out shoot all day. Um, I get to a point where I get a photo that I'm like, that is actually an epic shot. And to me, if I go and if I get one shot a day on a on a good trip, um, that to me is what I consider success. Not because I'm rubbish idea. with the yeah, rest that- of the photos. It's just like if I get one that I'm like, that is truly a different shot. It just worked out. Something special happened or whatever. So we were in South Africa last year. And took a photo. Um, one of them was God, where did you not go last year? Oh, last Solomon year Islands,
1: Vanuatu, South Africa, no, not
0: Vanuatu, Vanuatu, was years ago. Um, oh, I'm no, sorry, I did it in oh. Indonesia, South Africa, and Solomon's last year, I think. Nice, um, nice, all junkets, of course, all junkets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, but what, what happened is that, um, we took photos of baby hyenas and um which was super cool because they were living next to the road like in like a, a stormwater drain um sort of They oh, right. their den which was awesome and i got these photos yeah. i was like that's so cool um love the shots and i kind of at that point something in my brain flicks which is like okay matt job's done you got the shot not really thinking that you know you've got another 10 hours of safari ahead of you where the other cool stuff could happen it's almost right. like if i took something even cooler later in the day I would kind of forget about what I did at the start of the day with the hyenas. It's like something shinier and better. And it's only when I get back to my edit, probably a year after the trip, when I revisit the catalogue, I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, we did see other cool stuff. Um, Mm. Whereas I kind of tend to pick out my best for the day and then everything else gets put into the, oh, that's not quite as good basket, when in actual fact there's probably five shots I could pull out of that day. Um, So I do a lot of revisiting of photos. I've still got, I think I've got 60,000 photos in my catalogue untouched. Um, from the last four years. Um, <gasps> how do you travel. how
1: do you know they're untouched? You just know you haven't looked at them or do you mark that in some way? Or uh,
0: No, so what I do is um, I have like a little system in mind where I go through and I'll highlight the ones, like the, the absolute keepers red. And I tend to do that when I'm on a trip. Um, yep. And then I edit those and push them out into the world. And then I sort of walk away from that trip and go on another holiday and then take more photos and forget about it. So if I look at all the photos from the last four years that I've got, that I haven't been through yet. They'd probably be close to 60,000, I reckon. Wow. So a little bit to go through. but I just There's, a, there's a, a few
1: bottles of wine to get through the, all those 60,000 photos. I
0: just get busy, you know. And then oh, I take photos of do. other cool stuff and I'm like, wow, that other stuff's so cool. Why would I bother looking back? Yeah. Which is a bad habit. Well,
1: retirement. In your retirement years, you'll be able to look back on those fondly and you would have forgotten, of course, that you'd taken all of them. So you'll be able to gladly revisit all of those and, Probably think that you're editing somebody else's photos. Did I actually take this? Exactly. Is this actually mine? This yeah. is amazing.
0: Wow. 100%. And then when a bit of, uh, a, a bit of um, you know, my old age starts kicking in, even the photos I do know that I took off, I'll <laughs> no, yes. just be like, whoa, look at that. That's a pretty photo. Look at the nice doggy. Every,
1: <laughs> every day. Every day will be a brand new adventure.
0: Mm, basically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that's a bad habit. But you sound like you're on the opposite end of the spectrum where you – you sound like you're, you're going to be psychoanalyzing a photo to make sure it makes the cut.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've, I've. Speaking of going over your old photos again, I'm um one of those people that doesn't do that well, and uh, and, but not because of the time factor, although that's that is. A bit of an issue but the main issue i don't do that is because i feel that i've gone through the photos the first time and got everything good from that already Mm. and that's a bad habit to be in because of course i miss the little gems that just i've overlooked i've rushing um might, might not have been in the in that frame of mind again you know i'm looking for the five stars oh my god knock your socks off photos but then what about the four stars what about those ones that perhaps they're not as great as the the best ones but they're still damn good you know and yet i don't mark those off at all yeah i think that's what, and that's, so,
0: that's almost the same as i was saying though isn't it like you right, know, you're like oh here's like the this is the cream of the crop from the the thing and then the rest yeah. of the items get relegated to the right maybe
1: I, I can be in the wrong frame of mind too to edit i, I mm. think editing is one of those things that if you're in the right frame of mind and you're saying wow i'm excited to look through these photos and i could do this for hours that's a good space to be in but if you're in the opposite uh, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. It's more of a chore, and and you're probably going to miss stuff. You're probably going to look through it and just go. Uh, well, if you're in the you know you're saying to yourself, ah, oh, that's not really that good, and you're down on yourself. That's not the time to edit, is it?
0: No, definitely not. are <laughs> going to be deleting
1: everything and just go. <laughs> it's it's, so it's so rubbish. rubbish. Why the hell did I bother going on that trip in the first place? Kinda my like- photography sucks. <laughs> Sell all my gear. <laughs> Quick eBay Gumtree. You know, it's kind
0: of like deleting people on Facebook when you're really angry at the world and you say, like, oh, oh, I don't like that person, they're getting deleted.
1: Oh, you've hit a very raw nerve there, Matt. I was on the phone with uh, another fellow photographer only an hour before we came on to record this podcast and I was having a, a bit of a whinge about something. I won't mention them now, but, uh, yes, I, I, know, I know where you're coming from when you mentioned that, Matt.
0: You've got to move back from yeah. your microphone. You're about to deafen me.
1: Oh, sorry, mate. It's
0: okay. Sorry. I didn't hear anything you just that said. Better. No, it was just okay. Ooh. No, I'm joking. I did. I was just Too wanted. To, I just wanted you to say it again, so I could get like a little. No, that nerve. no,
1: no. I'm not doing that. Oh. I'm not doing that. I, I don't often get thrown off course, but then sometimes, um, I, I, I like to think that people.
0: Go on, say naively.
1: It. Naively, I like to think that people are like me in a sense that if you reach out for advice, that they may well reciprocate with their advice as well. And it doesn't always happen.
0: No, people are inherently evil. Didn't you know that?
1: (laughs) Oh, you should... (laughs) I try, and, I try and put that less and less on Facebook these days, but sometimes there's, a, there's an occasion about every six months where it just goes, jeez, the world's a selfish place. Everyone's just bloody looking out for themselves, aren't they really? Um, but um,
0: The amount of people we've had commenting on the BFOP um, uh, event page saying that they're selling tickets cheaper than the official event. Um, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm pretty flattered for a start that we're worth being a scam. Um, I, I scam, saw that like, on what's
1: going on yeah
0: I know right people are scamming so I'm just like if you want to get to like a new low go and find a community event and try and undercut the ticket price and in a scammy fashion obviously they're not selling tickets um, so we've had to shut down the whole conversation there, but that you know that's what I'm saying. People are not. I don't think people are inherently good. I think people are <laughs> inherently, inherently pretty evil, and occasionally we can tolerate no. each other enough to be nice. Yeah.
1: Ah, oh, you're just you're just you're you're shifting my paradigm there. You're mm-hmm. just rocking my world there. You've turned it upside down. I'd like to think that that everyone's looking out for each other, particularly in these times.
0: I'd like to think that, but I have learned the hard way that unfortunately that is not the yeah. case with everyone. I think a lot of people are definitely a lot of people are. In fact, I will say um, that uh, if, if anyone in my group, my my tribe, uh, my mob um, is listening, I, I we've had an amazing um, response to support there. And I will say as well, I received a package today from none other than Kate Hanton.
1: Did you really? A big shout out to Kate who uh, who. Uh, Is a lovely girl, talented photographer. And she, what did she happen to send you, young Matt?
0: Tell me. I got a box with wine. Stop it! And how did
1: she get? Like, how did she get your address to send you that box of wine, Matt?
0: Oh come on, like like you know, <laughs> it's just an it's my OnlyFans account. Um, no.
1: <laughs> right, right. Come you on. you just, just spray it like, all over the internet I'm, so that people can send you free stuff. I'm the
0: least private person on the planet when it comes to the internet. So um, no, but that was really lovely. So no, I'm not saying that everyone is evil. By the way, I'm saying that inherently, I think people like people the whole. Um, we're going way off topic here by the way <laughs> but like it doesn't, well, because, I mean, it doesn't it about 35 minutes there, so know. you know it doesn't yeah, surprise well, it me that slow. people do not reciprocate because um unfortunately there's two ways to go about um the world i think with it, especially in our industry and that is you either um, band together collaborate and make a stronger cohort which i think yeah. you know our, our beef group on the whole i think is um is has got a pretty yeah. cool little cohort there um and then i think the other way is that people often just shut down and they go you know what no everything you know i'm going to you know, everyone for themselves and I'm going to do anything I can to, to undercut, to, to beat, to whatever. And, and the reality is though, the first, the first technique works. The second one is you get a, a very short win followed by a life of absolute misery.
1: Well, yeah, it says more about them than it does about anything else. Doesn't
0: it? Yeah, that's it. It's pretty miserable oh. when I go and slash your tires. So um... kindness,
1: <laughs> kindness. No. as, as my mate Gary B says, kindness wins through always kindness. Mm. That's what should all be about. Yeah. Um, how did BFOP go, by the way? It was a huge weekend, I bet.
0: Yeah, look, it would have been a massive weekend. It um...
1: <laughs> have been? Well, I don't know. You tell me. It's <laughs> like, it was last weekend.
0: Oh, what was it like? Oh, look, I mean, any, me put it this any way. Te-
1: any technical difficulties? Did Nick behave himself? Did he keep his clothes on this time?
0: I'm going to say that the whole thing went remarkably smoothly because <laughs> if, it, it, was if it doesn't, people will have booed me off the air by now anyway. So <laughs> That's it. <laughs> This episode
1: episode won't be going to air. There'll be a boycott against Matt Crummins and the exactly. BFOP crew. Yep. And I'll be in for, I'll uh, be
0: this is broadcast live from jail. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Oh
1: God, can you imagine? No, let's not go there. No. But uh it was a fun weekend. Well done. Yeah. Well done to you and Nick. Oh, actually. For putting on and I, we- another very successful festival. And for those who don't know, uh jump on the BFOP website there, BFOB dot com dot au is that it B-fob. is that fob yep B P B F O P. what did i say b f b no don't put a b at the end
0: no yeah. that's a really bad website don't go to that one
1: <laughs> that's 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 the one that you've put all your selfies on it's spin- in the bath
0: the spin-off website yeah. you would
1: you would Nick it's doing your your thing B-fob your nude photo film. shots
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Are you hoping, based on the success of uh, the weekend, are you hoping that next year we're still in lockdown so you can just rinse and repeat and do the same thing?
0: Yeah, you know what, we wouldn't even do that. We would just um, rerun. We'd rerun the recording. Ah, recording basically, it's it. I'd do
1: them backwards. Yeah, D- exactly. just re-, re. Just go. Just go in reverse colon- chronological order. Yep. and people will think it's a different, different every f- workshop.
0: Every few sentences, I'd just dub something new over the top and. Um, <laughs> No, you know, like I'm pretty excited about um the, the, put it this way, the cool thing about again, this is a silver lining of, of lockdown and and you have to find the silver linings. I'm not saying it's all been good, by the way. Um it's been obviously atrocious in a lot of ways for a lot of people. Um uh, but but one of the 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 positives that's come out of it from a BFOP perspective is that we've got a bunch of people from Queensland, Tasmania, um, a few New Zealanders, Western Australia, um, and New South Wales joining in the festival that would never have joined. And I actually think that the festival's worth travelling for. You know, I think... Um, oh, you-
1: 100%. Wouldn't you love to think, sorry to cut you off, but wouldn't you love to think that those people who have joined on virtually this year would turn up in person next year? <laughs> I How
0: want come- my money back for last no! year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: They come to Bright in protest. Block the, they're going to block the entrance to the Bright Brewery because oh. they want their money back. They've, oh. been, they've been hassling you and Nick for 12 months to get it back and they've got nowhere.
0: Just <laughs> turn up the uh, bright, you know, they're going to lock the bri- bri- and i probably refund them, yeah.
1: They've turned up with knives and daggers and everything else. <laughs> but no, that would be super cool if they said, hey, we had such a great time that we'd actually like to meet all these people in person next year, find out if they really are as uh, outlandish as they appear.
0: Yeah, and they'll probably realize that we're just like internet trolls. You know, We, we say things online because we're not face-to-face, <laughs> but then in real life, um, we're actually very pleasant people.
1: No. <laughs> no, 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 don't believe that. I know that already for a fact. It's not true. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine how 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 off BFOP will go next year when it's back up at Bright?
0: Oh, you know what? I think um, the huge. BFOP Back to Bright Festival is going to be epic. Um, I love that yeah, term, yeah. that
1: title, the BFOP Back to Bright. Yep. Yeah, that's the subtitle, isn't it? Yeah, it's yep. going yep, yep. to
0: be epic. Back and um, in, Back to Bright. The cool, yep. the cool thing is I think we've just got – a whole new group of people wanting to get involved. And I think, um like from an instructor what, perspective.
1: workshops Really? Yeah. They're trying to muscle in on my turf, aren't they? Yeah. They want, it, they want me out.
0: They want me out. That's all right.
1: I'm happy to relinquish any roles of responsibility so long as I just get to go and drink beer at the pub.
0: Oh, well, that's okay. You could just buy a ticket next year and just come, come along as a punter. Buy a ticket? Yeah.
1: I should have life membership by now.
0: You should, but, you know. Here we are.
1: <laughs> like you're not going to. You can just live in that little bubble right. for as long as you want, you Tom. Set up a, Well set done.
0: Set up a crowdfunding campaign. Send, send Tom to Bright. Well, what does it
1: cost to get a life membership to, to the Bright Festival of Photography? Uh, well, that's… It's, it's a money can't buy type of thing, is it?
0: Well, yeah, money can't buy it, but… um.
1: <laughs> that's because it doesn't exist. Yeah. So therefore, it's priceless. Priceless, priceless yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that you'd have to probably have presented for like ten years in a row, I mean, and that's 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 to say, will the will the festival last that long?
0: Oh, probably not. I mean, will Nick last that long is the question. He's getting pretty old. Well, I'm I'm going to deal with him before then. Yeah, he'll be he's, he'll be retired. He's not very though, nice then. to me. He's not very nice to me. No, nah, he's not. He not
1: hasn't even kid. taken me up in his helicopter yet.
0: No, doesn't surprise me though. <laughs> um What does one have to do to get a to get a gig on that? Yeah, that job be a helicopter oh, well. pilot. Yeah, that would help. Yeah, yeah all oh, right, okay, okay, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. That's it. No it one, no one's been up in the chopper because you know you need a pilot to fly it. um It's like those yes. people who buy a boat and leave it in the marina just to have parties on during the weeks.
1: Not much fun just jumping in the chopper without it lifting off the ground. No, you need to
0: Don't we love that? Have you done any aerial photography before, Matt? Oh, poorly, absolutely. Right. <laughs> we actually hired a helicopter, a private helicopter in Litchfield National Park because um, we were up there uh, two years ago and um, yeah. doing one of our big epic uh, road trips. And um, mm-hmm. we, we couldn't get to, we only had a couple of days, so we couldn't get to all the waterfalls we wanted to. So we hired a helicopter for um, what we said. Well, we said to the guy, like, you do. Well, this was a funny joke because, like, we I said to Laura, can't Look, get, we can't get there, darling. So let's just hire a chopper instead. Let's get. <laughs> well that was kind- Let's get Gerard Gerard, bring around the chopper please <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's exactly how the conversation went I was like look babe we've come all the way up here I really want to get some photos like that's the point of the trip was for me to get a portfolio some portfolio shots together and um but we didn't have time to get where we needed to go just because it took a lot longer to get through certain spots and I said like why don't we hire a chopper for an hour and I said let me just inquire I'm thinking you know um a chopper wouldn't cost that much. Well, it turns out it was $1,200 an hour. That's not bad. Oh Yeah, well. That's, that's not bad.
1: That's what they cost. Yeah,
0: and I was like, okay, babe, it's 1200 bucks an hour. And she goes, well, you know, I said, well, look, oh, the business is paying for us. So I don't really care. We're going. Um, yes. But the funny thing was um, I said to the guy, look, I'm, I'll pay for an hour, but no joke. Like no, sorry, I didn't say that. I said let's. Pay, I said we'll pay for half an hour. I said, but no joke. Like, please just make sure we're on the ground within half an hour because like I thought six hundred bucks, half an hour is enough for me to get a few shots where we wanted to go because um, it wasn't that far. Um, he said, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Anyway, he goes, oh, you're a photographer. We can sign it off as a photography flight, which is like a whole different flight plan thing. And um, apparently, they fly a lot lower and they can land wherever they want as many times as they want or something. And um, I said, oh, awesome, cool. Signed off all the paperwork. Went up and the first thing he did was, he goes, ooh, do you guys want to land on top of a waterfall? And we're like, yeah, hell yeah, why not? Lands the chopper and he goes, I've always wanted to go here. And we sort of get out and I'm thinking, oh, shit, by the time we get back up in the air and get back to where we were, this is going to be a really long, like, trip. Mm. We got kind of carried away. Got to the edge of the waterfall. Got some shots. Watched the sunset. All these things are going on. Like, anyway, by the time we got back, it had been three and a half hours, and I was like, "No way!" I'm like, "Oh no!" Three and a half hours. Like, this is going to be. You didn't quiz him at
1: the time and say, "Hey, dude, you know we're oh, we're I was having so I'm much sticking fun on here, it's sunsetting." You know, I was
0: honestly, who's, who's fun. dollar so much- is this on? So much fun. Uh, and I, anyway, we got back and we landed, and he goes, um, "So should I just send the invoice to your email?" And I'm like, yeah. And you said, yes, like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Surprise me when I get home. Thanks. Yeah,
0: basically, don't ruin my day. And um, yeah. anyway, like we had a wicked time. I actually didn't get, I got a few really awesome photos that I really loved, but most of the stuff from the air was pretty average. It was more where we landed oh. that was super cool. Yeah. Get get back uh, in the van. We, you know, two days later, we're traveling down. I don't know where we were at that point. I think we're down towards sort of central Australia by that point in time. And uh, this email pops through and I'm like, babe, the email's arrived. Just thinking like, this is our day of reckoning. This is our $4,000 dollar bill. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. We're we're not going to be able to afford petrol to get home.
0: You know, he charged me 600 bucks no yeah and the funny thing was he goes he's Listen. like i'm so sick of doing one hour joy no sorry one hour i'm um, like the five minute joy flights you know you go up yes. loop down up loop down yeah. he goes these i've visited some places <sighs> I, so, I so wanted to visit so i've only charged you for the air time and it turns out that over that three and a half hours we'd actually been only flying for like 36 minutes um it's yes. just that we kept landing and stuff so yeah it was yeah. like 600 dollars. we had like this massively yes. massive adventure awesome. um so it was in um litchfield nt um Let's give, him I'll give him a plug, Matt. I'll give him a plug. He was a wicked. He was such a funny, fun was, dude.
1: Yeah. Was he an owner operator? So did he own uh, the chopper I
0: mean, and the business I as well? I don't think he did. So he's probably in really? a lot of trouble
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, don't mention that pilot's name because he no longer works there. <laughs> in fact, he's. He no longer a pilot he can't get a job in the industry no um, no but that's very generous of them but it's often the case too where uh not to burst your bubble but it's often the case where you're just paying for when the engine starts up and when it shuts down yeah so if they take you somewhere and maybe that's 20 minutes away and you spend three hours on the ground and then fly back another 20 minutes well technically they should only charge you that air time yeah. the startup start, up, start down time, which you know, 40, 45 minutes, etc. Which is awesome. Um, which it sounds like what they've done. Yeah, which is which is fantastic. And yeah. I think
0: the cool thing was, was though that like, um, it was never explained to us like that. So I think it was just such a pleasant surprise. Like whether it was oh, it wasn't 100%. it wasn't a favour or anything like that. But it was just one of those like, yeah. oh, that's super cool. The problem yeah. is now I'm like, yeah, we should always get helicopters. Um, knowing oh, full hey. well that I'll get caught up one day that's... with like, oh no, that was a five thousand dollar bill. Whoops. So the, the most expensive helicopter flight that I've
1: done. Was twenty eight hundred uh, New Zealand dollars? I think it was. Oh, that's only
0: yeah. like eighty five cents, isn't it? About <laughs> <laughs> well, parity, I believe.
1: Yeah, no, dude, you can spend some money on doing that stuff. Absolutely, that's, for sure.
0: that's why I prefer to do things like underwater photography, where you essentially just sink in you the can. ocean, and then yeah, if the bill gets too high, you just don't surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Couldn't afford the uh, to have the tanks refilled, so therefore we just went on whatever was there.
0: Yeah pretty much all right
1: well (laughs) well, we've gone over time but we've really appreciated your uh stories thank you very much for that and uh, your insight into the photography bad habits and over how to overcome them so thanks for joining me once again and congratulations on bfop that was an awesome weekend (laughs) and you uh, might have to edit this And I'm sorry that Nick didn't pull his weight. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Jump on to the Facebook group uh, and uh, give us lots of love, some topics that you might want to hear over the next few weeks, months, years. And uh, we'll see you again next time on the Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. See ya. (laughs)